So this is Lee, and I'm so glad you're here today. And Jesus wants us to have an understanding of sin. He wants us to know that he's not trying to take things from us, but he's trying to give life to us. I have come. Now, now this is the truth. John 10, 10, I have come that you may have life, have it to the full until it overflows. And the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. Still kill and destroy. And Jesus is saying that if we pick him, that we're going to have life to the full until it overflows. If we choose the enemy, then we're choosing death. He's going to kill, steal, and destroy in our life. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for telling us truth. We thank you that you are telling us the truth today, that you are giving us wisdom, revelation, knowledge to know the difference between what is good and what isn't, what brings eternal life, what brings death, the truth and, and the lie. We just teach us, Lord. We humble ourselves before you to learn the truth. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. And so the truth is, is that sin causes bad things to happen in our life. We, we often hear, why do bad things happen to good people? Even though we're good and we mean to do good, we sin because the enemy tri trips us up. He tries to get us to sin because he knows if we sin, bad things are going to happen. Remember what he said to Mary? She said, he said, go and sin no more. He came to free her of her sin. Where are your accusers now? You without sin cast the first stone. And he said, where are your accusers now? And she said, I don't have any. He said, I don't condemn you either, but go and sin no more. He said to that, to the sick man, um, Let's read this. This is John 5. There in Jerusalem is a pool near the Sheep Gate, and it's called the Pool of Bethesda. And there is a great number of sick people, some blind, some crippled, and some paralyzed, waiting for the bubbling of the water. For the angel of the Lord went at an appointed seasons into the pool and moved and stirred the water. Whoever then first, after stirring up the water, stepped in was cured of whatever disease which he was afflicted. There was a certain man there who had suffered a great, deep-seated, lingering disorder for 38 years. When Jesus noticed him lying there, helpless, knowing he hadn't already been a long time, knowing he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, Do you want to become well? Are you really, an earnest, are you really earnest about getting well? And you know, I just want to stop here a second. We have to ask ourselves, are you really wanting to get well? Do you really want to do what it takes to be free from the enemy, from, from his, his, his plot to still kill and destroy in your life? You know, we've been talking about how we let him live in our temple. And I just want to reiterate, when we do that, 
When we sin, we're letting him live in our temple, and he causes sickness and disease. Sin causes sickness and disease. When Jesus knows him lying there helpless, knowing he had it already been a long time in that condition, he said, do you want to become well? Are you really earnest about getting well? Sir, I have nobody when the water is moving to put me in the pool. But while I'm trying to come in myself, somebody always comes before me. And we have so many excuses. I hear people with excuse after excuse after excuse. I've had my excuses. My son was born with a birth defect. And Jesus told me it was my sin, my disobedience that caused it. And as I changed my life to live it his way, that he would be healed. And once in a while I stop and I have excuses, but I realize that I am earnest about this. I remember and I get up and I pick up my mat and I keep going because I want to see this happen because, you know, it was my sin that made it happen. And I, I don't think it's fair to my son to have to live that way because of my sin. And so that gave me the energy to go. I, didn't, I wasn't going to see him in a wheelchair his whole life. I have no one when the water is moving to put me in the pool. But while I'm trying to come in myself, somebody else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your bed and walk. Jesus encouraged him. He's encouraging you today. Get up, pick up your bed, and walk. Stop being sick. Make that decision you want to be healed and do what it takes to get healed. Instantly, the man became well and recovered his strength and picked up his bed and walked. But that happened on the Sabbath. So the Jews kept saying to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath, and you have no right to pick up your bed. It's not lawful. He answered them, the man who healed me and gave me back my strength. He himself said, pick up your bed and walk. And they asked him who the man was. Afterward, when Jesus found him in the temple, he said to him, see, you are well. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. We know we sin, and we have excuses to sin. This man had a second chance. Jesus came to give him that chance to encourage him. We have a second chance. Jesus made it so that we don't have to sin anymore. He's living on the inside of you. So you don't have to sin anymore. You have his power to resist sin. Yet we give excuse after excuse why we sin. The sin is going to set you the sin is going to make you sick. To not sin is going to make you free. You're free. You get to go. Pick up your mat and walk. If you live that sin-free life. And, but we listen to the enemy tell us we can't. Of course we can. Jesus' power on the inside of us makes it so we can't resist sin. Him living on the inside of you is your power. All you have to do is submit to Him 
and he does the rest and you have power not to sin anymore. When it looks too hard, when it looks impossible, when you're listening to the voice of the enemy, then you're going to hesitate and you're going to have excuses like that man. Oh, someone always beats you to it, right? I mean, you got to be determined that you're going to do this. And then you have to have understanding. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. You have to have understanding. You have to know what you're doing. You have to know you have an enemy and he's out to still kill and destroy. And if you choose sin, he can still kill and destroy in your life. When your temple isn't filled with knowledge, with the things of God, and we talked about for a couple days, the enemy can come and live on the inside of your temple. But when you refuse to sin, he can't. You sweep your house clean, and now it's occupied with Jesus. And you can live sin-free, his power in you. And so it's not this impossible thing. To be well, it's learning how to live in the kingdom and deciding you're going to live free of sin, that you're not going to oblige the enemy, that, that you're not going to betray Jesus and oblige the enemy, but you're going to do what Jesus told you to do because he's setting you free. He's made it so you can have life to the full until it overflows. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be broke. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be miserable. But the only reason you are is because you're continuing in sin. When you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, he said he'll come if you heed his voice. Revelation 3.20 and then Revelation 3.19, it says he corrects those he loves. So he's going to correct you when you heed his voice. He's going to correct you. He's going to teach you what to do, why you're sick, why bad things are happening to you. Because you've allowed the enemy in your temple. He, he cons you into sinning. He uses your flesh, what feels good. And you keep sinning. So you keep having things wrong. Unforgiveness will make you sick because love is his law. And so the enemy is going to try to get you in unforgiveness. He's going to try to get you to just put aside what Jesus said, not look at what Jesus said, not even open the book, but go to church on Sunday and listen to some man's opinion of who God is. You have to have your own relationship with God. Jesus said, if you love me and obey me, really, if you love me and believe me, then I'm going to ask Father and the Spirit's going to come and live on the inside of you. He's going to be your comforter, your counselor, your standby. When my son was born, I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I didn't understand. I knew that I had sin in my life, but I didn't know how to overcome. I was a baby Christian. But then Jesus started teaching me. I became more interested because I was desperate, actually. And so I, um, I started to learn. And now I know. And now that you know, you can do something about what you know. You don't have to be sick. Pick up your bed and walk. Stop sinning before something worse happens to you, Jesus said. 
When you sin, you're allowing the enemy to overtake in your life. And he causes the bad things to happen. So why do good things happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? Because you're walking with the enemy. You're abiding in sin. And it's time to let go. Jesus is coming and we need to be ready. You need to submit to God. Resist the enemy and he will flee. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, let's do that now. Let's ask him. Jesus, we submit to do your will. We're asking that we're going to obey you. And so we're asking that you ask the Father that the Spirit could come and live inside of us and be our God, be our comforter, our counselor, our standby. We love you. We praise you. We submit to you. We commit to you. In Jesus' name, in your name. Now, if that was your heart's desire, then Jesus is living on the inside of you. Look at the word yourself. Depend on him. He said to rely on him. Remember we talked about yesterday. He is your knight in shining armor. The plan, the intention was that you go to him in all things. Don't go to a man who may know even less than you. Men like to make things up. They like to look important. They like to make their opinion count. And you can't do that. If you want an eternal life, you have to do His will. Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. And many will say, but Lord, I did this and I did that. I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was doing what you wanted to, and he's going to stay away from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Sinning is lawlessness. And when you choose to sin, you choose hell. You choose the enemy. You choose destruction. He's out to still kill and destroy. He does not want you to have eternal life. He hates you. He hates you. He hates God. In order to get back at God, he's going around trying to still kill and destroy in God's children's lives. And Jesus is giving you the answer. Go and sin no more before something worse happens to you. I don't condemn you. Remember the blind man? They wanted to know who sinned, his mother or his father. Jesus is saying, I'm not condemning you. I'm here to give you that chance, that second chance. Then he gave him a faith action to do. He did it, and then he could see. Go to Jesus. Ask him your faith action. Commit to not sin anymore. It's time to stop fooling around with sin. You're fooling around with an enemy. Pick up your bed and walk. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.